This is Ted Haas. Welcome to Miracles and Transformation, my podcast. And today I'm talking to my good friend and my spiritual hero, Don Smith. Don Smith, you're a marketplace minister, right? What's your day job? Uh, I'm a retired uh, um, engineer, uh, engineering manager from... Oh, you're retired already. Yes, I um, uh, am enjoying my retirement. I retired about two and a half years ago, something like that, and uh, doing some more things around my house and doing more things for my wife, those kind of things, and doing some more uh, ministry opportunities, doing some uh, death and bereavement ministry. So, yes. Yeah, and so we're talking about the sports ministry, uh, marketplace ministry, uh, to San Quentin. And it's in a really sweet time. There's this movie coming out, Cue Ball. It's going to premiere uh, next Tuesday, right, a week from when we're recording this, May 28th on Fox Sports 1 the, um, at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, just before the finals that the Warriors are going to go to. And it's about the team that uh, basically – you and the green team launched the San Quentin Warriors. That's right. We uh, we started uh, about 22, 23 years ago with uh, uh, an invitation from uh, San Quentin for a team from uh, South Valley Christian Church, which uh, uh, has now merged with Venture Christian and uh, formerly Los Gatos Christian Church in, in Los Gatos and uh, had uh, an invite to come and you know, quite frankly, the uh, 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 the team was a select of people who were available from a league that was a basketball league that was going on at that church, South Valley Christian Church, and I was invited not because of my skill set necessarily, but because <laughs> I was chaplain of that league and uh, would do halftime devotions and those kind of things, and all the other players were afraid that someone would be asked to speak, you know, at halftime or <laughs> These before. These big-time basketball and, players, what they're afraid right. of is speaking. <laughs> Right, but uh, and, and Ted, you know me. I'm not the big tough basketball player, but you know I I, I love to share uh, the life experience I've I, I've had with Christianity and with Jesus, and so I'm not intimidated by that role. So it was a good synergy that day in the start. You know, I'm thinking back. Um, um, I mean, people have to see that movie because it will really show you. I mean, we we thought since Fox Sports was producing it, they'd kind of downplay the whole Jesus side of it. Right. Man, I, they, not at all, man. They, not just, a bit. Yeah. Not a bit, and and it's it's. I was. I mean, of course, I'm. These guys are my friends, so I, I'm biased. Um, but I was in tears, man, and it was the best documentary I've seen. Dress is such a hard subject, and Michael True Hulo. The producer, um, you know, uh, uh, Kevin Durant, the executive producer, he did an amazing job. And um, God's really moving at San Quentin. Remember that uh, uh, I was so touched by your message um, that this January when they had the awards banquet. And yeah. uh, they gave you a Lifetime Achievement Award. And I tell you, man, that's the real deal because you made an impact there. But tell your favorite story about, I mean, you know, I wish everyone could come with us. I guess they can by watching the movie. It's like visiting the prison, and it'll change your perspective. 
that yeah. is a good comment. I want to quickly say, you know, the uh, you know, I'm embarrassed at the Lifetime Achievement Award and all those that kind of recognition uh, for myself. Uh, um, this is never from the very start. This hasn't been about about me, but um, just to encapsulate it uh, uh, completely. We had this small team that went in there on this one-time invite to go to San Quentin one time, and when I we walked around this big, large brick building, which has been in there since the 1800s or uh, 1900s, yeah, something like that, and, the, and the, the structure of it, right, is intimidating and we came up, because the area right. is built, you know, and. And you come around, and, and this big building shadows you from the lower yard where the inmates have activities on a weekend. And we came around this building, and uh, back at that time, I think there's some 4,400 inmates in San Quentin right now. And, you know, Hopefully correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but back then there were some 6,500, so the population was wow. you know, 50% more. And when you walked around that 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 and the fir- very first time I walked in, I was nervous and scared and didn't know what was going to happen and all those kind of things. But I saw all these men in blue correctional uh, clothing out there, and there was like a voice, and you know I recognized it at the time, and and I believe it now. God spoke to my heart, and He said, "What a great place to do ministry." And um, from uh, that moment, I'm so glad, Ted, that that I heard, not only heard, but I heeded that voice at the time. I made some contacts with uh, not only the inmates, but with some prison administration. I love that. And, uh, I love that. And I and you know, I convinced them that. You know, I, you know, I could administrate something more than a a one time or occasional visit. You know, I could I could bring uh, you know basketball teams in repetitively, and we started doing that. And very quickly after that, you know, they said, "Well, what about softball? Could you do softball?" And then a few few years later, we had one of our basketball. Uh, players who uh, played college football, he said, "Hey, I can bring a, a great team of of of, of uh, flag football players." And they, they uh, call they it flag, up... but they don't actually play flag. <laughs> yes, uh, you know, I, I I actually I actually played football uh, on that team for a few years, and after I witnessed a couple of uh, of. Uh, 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 impacts and and other people's injuries. It's easier to take the Don, flags on the guy if you knock him down on the ground. Yeah, you're way too old for this, Don. So and uh, then within the last two or three years, a uh, really really um, great soccer program. And and one of the things that happens is I try to myself with prison sports ministries attend as many of those events as possible, which has kind of brought fluidity to the whole program and so when the inmates see me walk on the yard they see prison sports ministries walk on the yard and and uh that commitment over uh, more than two decades of of visitation of you know you uh, know we, we have a we have a friend uh in the philippines who's god used so powerfully but he's like you you know it's like he says the two most dangerous words in the English language are yes, Lord. It's just about faithfulness and obedience, you know? Right, it, it, right. It's, it's, it's not you anybody needs to be afraid of. It's the big guy you hang out with. And I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the whole yeah, yeah. 
right, you exactly. Know. That's right. And, and uh, so through him, all teams were there. Were there nine teams now? I'm. I'm, so there's four sports that we have that Prism Sports offers: uh, basketball, football, soccer, and softball. So. And then there's the hundred mile. There's the thousand mile club. Yeah. There's tennis. And tennis. Yes. And uh, um, there's two basketball teams. Um, there's hardball. Hardball. Yes, I believe that yeah. there was nine teams. And that sounds so about right. Yeah, yeah, and what was so powerful is to see. I mean, that that um, that awards banquet was like so moving because mm-hmm. to see one the impact that a simple thing like sports can have. I was thinking like this is why God designed sports, you know. Yes. And the testimonies of the inmates, like that one guy who'd run the marathon, and he mm-hmm. said how that had turned his life around and how he said, don't trust me, trust my wife. Um, and she said, uh, keep that running because for the first time I hear joy in your voice. Yes, that's right. Wow. Yeah. And the yeah, it's, a, a, it's a powerful individual. You know, when we uh, have an event scheduled for a Saturday or a Sunday, whatever the, the sports events there is, you know, you know, we're going about our daily lives on Monday, right? We've got, you know, work and we've got family and we've got social and church, you know, re, uh, responsibilities. We're thinking through those. And, you know, occasionally we split in our minds and say, oh, yeah, this Saturday I'm going to go play basketball. This Sunday I'm going to go play uh, softball, those kind of things. But, you know, the, the inmates, because their lack of access to these kind of in, uh, um um, uh, opportunities. The inmates are talking about each other uh, to each other about it, saying, "You know, we're going to beat the green team this week, or we're going to beat Ted's team this week, or we're going to do those kind of things." And and you know, it's a, a, a compelling, improving uh, event for them. Their entire week, you know, that someone's going to come in take their time, come in from the outside and visit them. And what they say to themselves is, you know, hey, my family doesn't visit me. I hear this over and over, Ted. You know, it's a, such a, you know, the second saddest comment that I, I hear. My family doesn't visit me anymore, but you guys come week after week and, and come to see how we're doing and to compete with us. Uh, it, it is amazing. I can't imagine, number one, living in that environment, and then number two, living in that environment without the access to outside um, uh, visitation from sports and, you know, uh, there's also classroom and opportunities, those kind of things. But it is an incredible impact on these people's lives. And, and, and remember, you know, society oftentimes, you know, refers to these individuals as criminals. You know, I refer to them as men who've had criminal activity. Um, um, well, that's, that's uh, why people need to see this movie, because he did such an yes. uh, incredible job of presenting them as people that have made mistakes. But one of them, our friend Black, I mean, he's in there, and he has never violently uh, uh, attacked anyone, uh, never been in any of that. He got three strikes, and he was given the same penalty as somebody who had killed somebody. I mean, 
but then on the other hand, you have guys there that, that, that you know, like like did stuff, uh, you know, murdered mm-hmm. and killed, and he puts it all right there and just deals with the truth. But there's redemption for all of them, and us especially as Christians. I mean, you know, yeah, like that's right. Like Paul was a murderer. David was a murderer. Moses yeah. was a murderer. Yeah. We have to believe in redemption. You know, I mean. We've got to take the heart that, I mean, that's the transformation that happened in me going in there. It's just deeper and deeper understanding the reality when the inmates go from being whatever you think they are, the other, to really they're just your friends, you know. And, Absolutely. And I go back because yeah. it's the highlight of, I mean, you know, like we all say, everyone goes, that's the funnest ministry. We're not doing ministry. We're just having fun, man, hanging out with our friends, that's playing like, basketball. Yeah, when I share about this ministry, and I, and I do so, I'm, this is a new venue for me and, you know, a podcast-type format, but I share at churches and, and groups and those kind of things. Uh, I share prison sports ministry is good for everyone who's involved. I mean, the the young athletes who go in to uh, play basketball, because, you know, you cannot compete in a prison environment that has so much, um, uh, such a, a talent pool as four or 5,000 people. You can't compete with just your average weekend warrior, basketball player, baseball player, football player. You have to have guys who, you know, were uh, of elite skills in high school and college and those kind of things. And, you know, now these guys are Christians and, you know, they're, they're through their college years and those kind of things. And, and and they're saying, well, how can I serve? Well, you know, you maybe they feel a little awkward, you know, in you know teaching first and second graders in, in Sunday school. But here they have, they can bring their skills into a, a prison environment, you know, and and compete and have an opportunity to do something that goes beyond what they can do in their day to day life. You know, the Holy Spirit has has. You know, is the giver of all gifts, right, including our, our athleticism. And so they can use these gifts in something that's beyond what they can do themselves. And uh, so it's exciting. So it's good for the guys that, that are on the outside and are going in to visit the inmates. And as we've already said, the, the inmates, you know, just feel like we're part of family. Well, over I and think over. it's making oh. the other party, too, you're impacting – is um is I think you're also having an impact on the warden and the guards as well. Absolutely, we we see that we now have a guy who um uh, in the institution I won't refer to him by name, but he's uh, seen the message of what we do, and he's actually literally marketing our program to other uh, correctional institutions. Uh, June 1st, we're going to have a kickoff event in uh, another institution, a doubleheader of softball, you know, to try to get uh, wow. a, a similar a similar program going there. We've That's identified beautiful. it. I know we were yeah, praying for that. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's too far away for us to support from Silicon Valley, but we've located a church in the region that is large enough and has the resources to supply athletes and maybe a little bit of funding, those kind of things. So, well, uh, you know, how exciting if we actually mimic this good thing that we see in the movie Cue Ball in other institutions. And and you know, I mean, people might to me like. Uh, it's really just saying yes because, you know, I mean, for us, we we love to play, you know, 
And, right. Um, I mean, I had the privilege of playing quite a few places. I used to, I love, I, you know, in college, I'd go down and play at UCLA and play against some of the NBA players. And uh, then I got to play over in Europe for a couple of years. Yep. And, um, but I say, I say the funnest place I've ever played is San Quentin, you know. Wow. Um, Thank you. That's great. Oh, it's so fulfilling. It's it's just it's just a blast, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. the 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 level to me it's like the one the competition is really tough. I mean, you know, you go see the movie and they'll see uh, uh, Harry Smith ATL. <laughs> that guy's like uh, what? He's six six. He's a beast. So, He's a beast, man. He would dunk on me every time, you know, <laughs> and they'd play hard. But there's, like, right. so much respect. I mean, you know, it's right. like they, you know, they, they love it, you know. So, I, I, right. that's, I mean, it's just a blast. But right. the right. impact, I mean, the spiritual climate has changed dramatically. I was thinking, you know, yeah, I looked it up, and I think it's right around 4,400 4, inmates uh, in the prison now. But in that awards banquet, there was mm-hmm. about 400 inmates in that chapel. And right. and I was thinking, wow, you're touching 10% of the population. And, right. and I mean, everybody there. I mean, one of the things that really moved me was when, um, what's his name, uh, the announcer, who was emceeing the event when he announced you? Oh, yes. Uh, um, uh, Showtime? Showtime. Yeah, 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 you'll see him in the movie, um, but uh, he doesn't say that there, and he, he didn't mention it. I mean, we just know he's a Muslim, and uh, right? when he introduced you, he had tears in his eyes, and he says, Don Smith was the first guy who taught me that religion doesn't have to divide us. It can unite us, and then, wow. I mean, he's introducing you, and then... Right. I don't know if you intended it. I think you're just being yourself, but man, you just preach Jesus. It was so powerful. And to see how everybody's, you know, everyone was being touched. Everybody was being given glory to God. It's beautiful. But hey, the the spiritual climate has changed quite a bit. Tell your favorite story of the early days. Well, I I have a couple I'm going to tell you being you've you've asked is that, uh, uh, when we first began in um, uh, prison sports ministries, we'd played, you know, I don't, I don't remember. It's been 22 years ago. I don't remember exactly how many games we played. Maybe played a season into the, the early next season, something like that, of basketball. And, uh, but, but it was long enough that I, I knew that the vision was beginning to take hold. You know, the players we were bringing in were, you know, were highly motivated to come and do ministry in San Quentin, uh, but the the sports program of the basketball team in San Quentin hadn't matured uh, that much. At the end of a game, you know, I, I don't remember. I, I assume that we won because the, a couple of these inmates were pretty upset, and um, I find myself at the end of the game. We're trying to organize, you know, a prayer circle or do something like that, and these two young players were upset about something. I don't know whether it was the amount of minutes that they had or because of one another's play or whatever it is, and they began a discussion that became an argument and then a heated argument, and I knew, I could see from the behavior that it could quickly um, elevate to a, a fight. 
And uh, Ted, uh, you know me, I'm not very courageous. So, <laughs> but here we see these these uh, two young guys that are you know, probably you know half my age, those kind of things, young athletic guys. And and I just kept thinking, you know, if a fight breaks out, that's the end. The administration is going to say, hey, the re- risk is not worth the reward. And so I went and I, I postured my little five foot eight body between these two big basketball players and I just kept saying hey guys we cannot do this what we're doing here is so important and we need to work this out and somehow you know it was those words and the Holy Spirit helped to de-escalate it to the point that, that they walked away and resolved that conflict in another manner and in another time and and so that was the the first really scary story that I had but my by all all time favorite story is in the same kind of uh, uh, time frame uh, we had matured to our point that that we have a pretty you know a, a pretty repetitive thing with our programs you know we come we introduce ourselves you know we, we meet our our inmates friends and who we're going to compete against we warm up a little bit maybe have a prayer at the beginning and you know when, a, a, when, a half- when we show up what really touches me I mean, I'm not good with names, so and that, you know, I'm there's mm-hmm. there's only like you know there's 12 guys, 15 guys we're playing against. And I have a hard time remembering their names. I finally wrote them down, so I decided to remember. But when we show up, and I know you're bringing in 50 guys in any one year, they remember right. all of us. Absolutely, names. and they, yes, like they, we're connecting with our friends. It's really, I mean, that's how I feel. If I don't go, I'm like, right. man, I'm, I'm, I'm I miss my friends, man. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I I have to tell you, we have to protect the ministry because you know the institution uh, and rightly so has certain you know rules and regulations about physical contact and everything. But <laughs> but we're like we're like at church. You know, at church I'm hugging everybody and yeah, everyone's yeah, hugging me yeah. and 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 you know they're they're coming up and giving me these big you know bear hugs and everything because they yeah, yeah. they've grown yeah. to appreciate us and all those kind of things. So yeah, it's great. But it's not always been like that, right? Uh, in the early years, there was a couple of guys. At the end of a basketball game, uh, we were having a prayer circle time, and and um, they came up to me and said, "Don, we don't have to go to your prayer circle time." And I, you know, you know, I, I said, "Hey, that's fine. You know, if you enjoy the basketball game, I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but you know, hey, you're free to do what what you want to do. We're just here because we care about you." And then, you know, a couple of years down the line at the the exact same moment of an event at the prayer circle time, both of these guys who said, we don't have to come, we're leading prayers at the end of it. And, you know, that's a touching transformation. Oh, I know. And now we go in there. Well, I mean, we we, can bring everybody with us. They can watch the film, and they will see the inmates boldly share their faith. And now it's not just to us. It's to the whole world. Yeah, the the um, Harry Smith, who's the 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 star, the the primary um, focus of the movie, you know, preaches a gospel message in a Fox Sports uh, uh, movie there, and then shares with an inmate who's in crisis at the uh, oh, back man, of the that, church, walks out there. It's oh, it's so powerful, and, and and that transformation does not happen without the Holy Spirit of God working decade by decade uh, with the uh, uh, the programs there. You know, it's, it's not all 
just prison sports ministries. It certainly is not all Don Smith or Bill Epling or the other coordinators that, that lead It's all the, the Holy Spirit. But, <laughs> but it's 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 God working in a unique way. I'm I'm so encouraged too. I mean, it is, you know, you talk about the prison um, and the impact that's there. The spiritual climate has undeniably changed there. Um, yes. And look at and and really, like you're saying, and what I felt of the little part that I've had, um, and. Uh, you're just drafting with the Holy Spirit. He's doing it, and he's just yeah. saying, come along. You know, I like feel like he's tapping me on the shoulder and saying, hey, Ted, let's go play some pickup ball and let's see what I can do. Right. You know, That's we right. go to San Quentin together. I mean, and then right. you invited the Warriors in, and uh, Kevin Durant showed up, and he was yes. touched and decided, basically, he said, well, I want more people to, to see this story, you know, and now this movie is going to go out. I mean, to look at God's way, tell them a little bit about Raphael. Hey, uh, Raphael is uh, an amazing young man. He's, um, uh, you'll see in the movie that he uh, committed a, a per- pretty horrific crime, uh, which gave him a long sentence, and he ended up coming to San Quentin and getting involved not only in the basketball program, but uh, it was the enlightenment of his spirit to receive Christianity. He is a, a, a brother in Christ. You know, he, uh, it's humbling to think that he thinks that myself and my wife who goes and does uh, spiritual counseling and uh, creates friendship with the inmates also, he thinks that we are just absolutely great. He says that he's going to be, when he gets released, he's going to come to Thanksgiving, uh, you know, those kind of things, and we'll work all that. He's going to attend my church, and, you know, I one of the motivations, I play basketball almost every day of the week, and one of my motivations is to be in shape. You know, I'm 65 years old. You know, he's got a few years till his first next release point. You know, I want to be in shape to go to uh, play basketball leagues and, and those kind of things with him because he has become not only a friend but a, a brother to me, a spiritual brother to me. And He's we have so such... Timothy to you. You've, you've been discipling him, and I've seen that. That's what touched me so deep. And you see it in the movie. I mean, they captured it so well. He is a minister, and he's now yes. a coach, and he pastors yep. those guys. And, yes. man, you know, the impact that's there. But look at how crazy God is. That young man who's not out of prison yet, he is going to have an impact huge. I mean, everyone's going to see this movie. And he, well, you know what touched me when he shared his testimony is like, you know, and, and, and in the movie, I won't, don't want to do a spoiler, but he basically right. confesses his sin raw. You know, and they grab. I mean, the courage to do that. He just comes raw in front of the cameras, and now it's to the whole world, including to Mm -hmm. all the inmates there. You know, and he's just telling the truth. Here I am, and I'm like, man, you know, we need more of that in the church. We need to stop (laughs) being fake. We need to stop hiding what we do. You know, and I'm praying the Lord sends the spirit of holiness and repentance oh man right you know it's only god's yeah. grace when you Absolutely. get to it yeah only god's yeah. grace 
I'm always embarrassed at the the recognition that uh, myself and my organization gets from this because, you know, it, it's ironic. It's actually laughable that uh, someone of my sports background and capabilities, you know, ends up, you know, leading uh, uh, a movement uh, that's this powerful. And only the Holy Spirit of God can do that. You know, Don, I'm so glad the Lord's brought us together. And I was just reflecting. You said it was 96 when you first went into San Quentin. And I looked yes, at sir. it's all God. Mm-hmm. But at yeah. 96, that was the year when I first had a life-changing experience when I went to Argentina and I visited almost prison. Which oh, yeah, that's right looks a lot like San Quentin. They're building the same era. And I was immersed in an environment of a prison completely transformed. Of the 3,000 inmates over the course of 20 years or more, when the Spirit of God really began moving there, with, I mean, it was miracles, signs and wonders. Right. Um, yes. 1,800 of the 3,000 inmates were born again. And part of the, the church in the prison that was, I think, uh, uh, it was a hub. So every year in almost, they would turn over a third of the inmates. So a third of them would either get re- released back into society or farmed out to another prison. So they were growing like that. Uh, and, you know, cause, so evangelism was just part of the lifestyle. They had a 24-7 house of prayer in the prison. Um, wow. And, and, and across the street, they had a prison that the warden, all the guards, and all the inmates, all of them were born-again believers. The government approached them and said, you know, the government's thinking we want a maximum security prison is very expensive, but the only people we trust in a minimum security prison are the Christians. That's how much wow. favor they had gained. And it was wow. just beautiful. And it's interesting. I'm visiting that and to see how God's working. I mean, I'm just putting these dots together. I didn't realize it was the same year that he brings you into San Quentin in that same spirit. You know, the coach, the guy who's really doing it, speaks to you and says, this is a good place to for ministry. And you said, yes. Right. Yep. Wow. Wow. So, best case scenario, there's no limits. What do you see happening in five years from now? Well, we're, we're already seeing a seed of, uh, uh, of, of, of further influence. Uh, one of the, the administrator that does so much uh, work to get our teams uh, in and, and does all the administrative stuff has, has been so impressed with what we do that uh, he has already given us a referral to uh, another prison and um, uh, ask us if we'd consider uh, talking to them. We've we've been meeting with that prison. It's over in the uh, uh, east uh, east of the uh, San Joaquin Valley, and we've identified a, a church that's fairly close to it. And we're going to do a kickoff of of softball program. And on June first, we're going to have a doubleheader kickoff to see what could we do with sports ministries there. Uh, uh, we've had total access. I've met the warden and the vice warden. Uh, the captain of the correctional officers are is is launching the project, and so uh, they they have heard and believe of the value of the 
this kind of sports ministry that could add to their programs. And so five years from now, maybe, you know, a, a few more institutions hear the word and we somehow be able to mentor and coach them and maybe do a little uh, fundraising and do a, you know, financial startup for some programs. And, you know, you, you, when you see the movie, you can't help but deny, you cannot deny uh, the impact these kind of programs have You're- on human being lives and so it'd be great to see this this kind of move out into more and more institutions and i think i know i know man yeah and we call it sports ministry because that's what we love but really it's just obedience man. it's just the holy right. spirit it's just, it's just saying yes lord that's what it really right. gets back to but right. man and when you know- i that do you speak um, you know, I was going to say, you just never know where it's going. You know, my wife, uh, Annie, is a really good, is an exceptional singer in the the, uh, the, the gospel world and churches. And, and now the, uh, uh, the chaplain at San Quentin is saying, hey, maybe you can come and sing, you know, to you know, minister to our Protestant services there. You, you never know. You, you just never know, you know. You, you I mean, who would have guessed You, you walk, walk up the yeah, you, know, you walk up to the doors and God either opens them and you walk through them, or they're closed and you walk to the next door. You know that that's what you know Christianity is all about. And we're all it's all it's all just faithfulness. It's all just saying yes, and then you know believe in God and He surprises right. us. I mean, I was, you know, I've been praying and I've been believing. Uh, that it's God's time for the Bay Area. And I see him doing something right. so extraordinary. I mean, in this, this, I mean, you know, Billy Graham could not preach a better gospel message than what was presented in this movie just by telling a story, you know. Absolutely. And so God's it's using a... these inmates to model something that, mm-hmm. you know, who you've imparted to, you know, just, just by, just, just by being faithful and, and, and following the Lord. But in the, 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 the San Francisco premiere, the, the, the film premiere at the San Francisco Film Festival, wasn't that amazing? I mean, we go into was, the Castro District, the Castro uh, 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 Theater. It's packed full, 1,400 San Franciscans, which is not the Bible Belt. And yeah. they gave it a standing ovation. I'm like, absolutely. Myself, These guys are giving a standing ovation to the gospel to Jesus. Yeah, Man. that's right. Yes, it was uh, an incredible evening uh, to see them, and even more so uh, for, for me was uh, the premiere in San Quentin last week. And uh, uh, you know, I walked into that, and it was kind of it was it was teary eyed. Uh, the the players saw me walk in and they came up and they grabbed me and said, Hey Don, you have to sit with the team. And so they brought me up right to the first row. I guess maybe they, they think that I, my eyesight is not so good since <laughs> I'm so old. And, uh, but we're there just fellowshipping with them and, and they, you know, they have such limited access. Uh, so even if you know, they just some, they walked by and in the movie and saw themselves in the movie, it was a thrill for them. And to see their, their, uh, spiritual leaders on the basketball team up there and starring in, the, in this full length, 
um, documentary documentary of uh, of of life and basketball in in San Quentin. You know that's going to be aired, you know, all over the world. It's uh, uh, it just was an incredible experience for me. Yeah, uh, who knows what God can do? And I'm just yep. you know I'm dreaming big and just just expecting Him to surprise us. My big dream is to see you know, a holistic solution come around this social problem, you know, that, I mean, right now our system is, it costs, yeah, I heard an updated statistic in the Bay Area, it costs around $300,000 a year to incarcerate one individual. Wow. Which, um, with all the, sur- I mean, it makes sense, the high cost of living right. here, you know. Right. And right. what we're getting out of that is, 80% recidivism, which means right. if the goal is to re, you know, and basically it's an 80% fail rate. And, right. Uh, we can do better. We can do better. Absolutely. And my dream and what I see coming is a coalition that's going to address this issue holistically, you know. Right. Like one right. of the things that's super exciting in prison you know, ministry <laughs> is some guys in uh, in Salinas, um, uh, David Elliott, a friend of mine. They have uh, they have a business. Uh, I think it's a nonprofit actually that builds tiny homes to address the housing problem. Because right oh, yeah. now, the way the system works is the reentry population are fed into homelessness because of the high cost of living right. and there's there's no place and that makes it unstable it's very hard for them to get a job and it repeats this whole cycle and then you have you right. know, drug and alcohol abuse that furthers the downward spiral and it's a big 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 mess so they're right. building tiny homes and you know that which are very innovative and a lot of cities are looking at those as a solu- as, as part of a solution to help address the housing crisis but they're actually building them in a prison. So they're employing the inmates. And so the inmates actually have a job and they get paid a certain amount, um, you know, that's set aside for when they get out. And it's a win-win all around. Not only do they get to build a house, they also learn the skills. And it's not just right. basic skills of construction because they're building actually smart homes, the homes of the future that are connected. And that's, you know, and, and seeing stuff like that is really encouraging. And my dream is a coalition of really the body of Christ being what we're meant to be, which is not, you know, not, not you know, like Luis Palau said, Christians are like manure. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully not. Yeah. And they do great. But if you pile yeah. them up, I didn't say that. If you pile them up, they stink and attract flies. <laughs> I didn't say that. Luis Palau said that. But the whole point is we need to get out into society right. and change right. change the system, change the world. And I look at how, you know, the most, I mean, I love your testimony. It's just obedience. And God chose you to do sports ministry. And you said yes. And now this is having this massive impact, impacting the Warriors, impacting Kevin Durant. Now this beautiful movie that's going to be shown before uh, the Warriors weren't win their third championship in a row, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, to the whole world. But my dream is a coalition coming together that's going to be, you know, led by Christians, people of faith who believe in Jesus, believe we can change the, the society and address this issue holistically, 
providing the hope, you know, the enrichment. I mean, something as easy as sports, more and more job training uh, and equipment and reentry programs that train them um, uh, both in the basic life skills um, and then, you know, creative programs like this to address the, all different aspects of the problem to bring a holistic solution. And uh, that's what I'm dreaming of. And, I, man, I think the Lord's got bigger dreams than I do, and he's going to surprise us. Okay. So Absolutely. Good. What, very well, well stated. Yeah. Well, Don, it is a privilege. Uh, thank you so much for this interview. I can't wait. I, we got to get cleared every year, so I haven't gotten the word back from Bill that I'm cleared yet. But I'm I'm ready to go. And I okay, got a well, special ping, su- ping him. I know he's been traveling. I'll ping him. But um, I got a special surprise there. My son is 18 now. And oh, that'll be great to have Victor come. Yeah, absolutely. I want to come in with Victor. Oh man, that's another one of my dreams is to that's uh, awesome. build up more youth sports. You know, and uh, youth sports are a powerful, powerful tool. Again, part of the holistic solution. Let's get them before they get into uh, prison, you know. Right. And uh, But, you know, it's really cool. You know what ATL is doing now? He's looking at going into youth sports, youth ministry. So, Harry. Yes, I understand that. (laughs) Super cool. All right, Don, thank you so much for sharing. Hey, I think the last thing we need to share, I want you to just uh, say a prayer, but I think the last thing we should 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 end this podcast with is just, you know, uh, the Bible says, by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves is a gift of God, so don't boast about it. All right. of us are just sinners saved by grace. And that hits right. me. I mean, it was reinforced by watching that movie and saying, wow, mm-hmm. you know, if my life circumstances had been a little different, um, right. I could exactly. uh, I could be there, exactly. you know, and uh, anyone who's listening to this, I want you to know if you're in a place of darkness, uh, there's hope for you. You know, if you're self-medicating, there's a God of miracles who will set you free. If you're dealing with depression or struggling with the cares of this world, God cares about you. He wants to use you. He cares about the inmates. In San Quentin, he cares about some people who are in solitary confinement worse than the inmates Mm -hmm. in San Quentin who have all the money in the world, but they have no relationships. He cares about you, and he died for you. And he he died to prove his love, and he rose again to demonstrate his power. So, Don, why don't you just lead us in a prayer for anyone listening to this who, who needs a touch of Jesus. Uh, Father, I do thank you. I thank you for that passage in Ephesians 2 that Ted just referenced to. And I thank you that we're saved uh, by grace through faith uh, unto good works, Father. I, I do ask that we as Christians might get beyond the four church walls and into the community. And, Father, find that that we as Christians might find something that we love to do and do it for you in the community in which you've placed us. And, Father, we do thank you that you open doors. Father, you open doors to ministry, but, Father, you open doors to uh, to life and to healing and to health. And so, Father, I, I do pray for people who are hearing this this podcast and father there are those who um uh that are captives far more captive than those uh, who are my friends in san quentin prison father they're they're uh they're 
housed and and in cells of the their life attitudes and their behaviors and father the culture that's around them and father i thank you that jesus came to set the captives free what an awesome awesome uh, verse that is father because in one way or the other i believe all of us are uh enslaved and and captives to to some element or aspect of life and so father i claim for every person who has ears that hear this podcast and this prayer father that you might enlighten their souls and father their minds father to know that there is freedom father and we thank you that who the son has set free is is free indeed thank you for ted and his for his passion for uh the life for the life and culture around him and father I ask that you'd continue to to strengthen him in his ministry. Father, pray for those in San Quentin and Father, all the 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 institutions under California Correctional System. Father, we just ask that you'd make an impact into those men's lives, Father. They are not uh, criminals, Father. They are men who have maybe engaged in criminal criminal act, uh, activities for whatever reason, from their environment, from poor choices. But Father, we know that you have a purpose for them, where they are and where they could be in society. We thank you for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, and watch the movie. If it's, uh, it premieres Tuesday, May 28th at 6 p.m. on Fox Sports, it's Q-Ball. If you're listening past that date, uh, I don't know, Google it to see the trailer, and I'm sure Fox Sports is going to show it more than once. It might, be, it might, might end up on Netflix or someplace like that. Right. Powerful, beautiful movie. And, uh, uh, you know, hey, if you want a prayer, just ping me uh, through, through social media. Ted Haas or through this, uh, through this podcast, uh, send me a message. All right. Well, thank you so much, Don. You rock. <laughs> you do too. Thanks, okay. Ted. Bye-bye. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye.